0: Welcome to Collaborating, the podcast series of the Collaborative for Business Development. Welcome back to Collaborating, the podcast that focuses on all things revenue, best and next practices in sales, marketing, and eliminating organizational obstacles to success. We've been on a bit of a hiatus here. It's been an incredibly busy couple of months here at Collaborative World Headquarters, but we're back. And we're back with a great podcast today. This one entitled Six Keys to Great Presentations. And this will be about all kinds of presentations. It's not just those in a sales situation, but to a larger group. These six keys can be applied just about anywhere. And it is a maxim of communication and success that the person who can best communicate their thoughts and feelings to their audience is typically the person who does get heard. Sometimes it isn't enough to just be competent, you have to be able to show that competence in the way you express yourself. When we think of presenting, we usually think of getting in front of a room full of people to talk about something, but that's not really the full story. Presenting is really about communicating who we are and selling others on our objectives or ideas. Whether you're trying to motivate a single employee, ask the boss for a raise, tell your spouse something important, or pitch a multi-million dollar sales deal, these are the six keys to confident presenting that will help you win the day. These six recommendations will make your presentation concise and powerful. So let's get started. First off, Number one, know why. Have a reason for saying what you're about to do. Sounds simple enough, right? But you'd be surprised at the number of people in the array of situations that don't really think about this. Presentations have to be appropriate for the material being presented, and the timing has to be right. And again, unfortunately, that's not always the case. The problem usually confronts us when there's a disconnect between ourselves and our audience. For example, this can happen when a third party arranges the presentation for you and you're uncertain of the goal. You're being asked to present to someone or a group, but you really aren't sure why you're presenting or what the desired outcome outcome should be. And it may not just be that you are unsure, you may have a view that you haven't picked at, so to speak, poked at, (laughs) with the person that's setting up the meeting to really ascertain, is this the goal and does that goal make sense for me, or have I laid out a goal that you want to uh, accomplish, and the other person understands this in setting up the meeting. So in fact, I had this situation happen yesterday. I went on a sales call with a client, and it had been arranged, great group of eight, nine people in the room arranged by my client's contact, we're working with them on, on a project, on a product he's rolling out, hoped for as a goal for the meeting. So this is the situation where the goal alignment didn't happen with the main contact, and you weren't clear upfront about what you were going to present. Or it could be in cases where your company or boss might feel some information needs to be presented, but you are not sure what the point of the material really is. Fortunately with a little insight this problem is easily solved before any presentation of material identify the why and the desired outcome any of the following could be desired outcomes to inform sell persuade motivate get commitment there are many possible outcomes figure out what your desired outcome is for this particular presentation with this particular audience before you finalize your presentation Then ask about the timing. Why is this presentation happening now? Why not six months ago or three three weeks from now? What's significant about doing it now? Knowing these two factors will help you hone your presentation into the desired direction. Number two, know who. Connect with your audience. It's common to find presenters who work very hard on their message and know their presentation inside and out, but then neglect to tailor it to the right audience or tailor it rightly for their audience. (laughs) Before presenting, it's important to figure out what you know about the person or people you're going to present to, what you want them to get out of your presentation and what their level of knowledge around the topic is. This is the KYA approach, know your audience approach to delivering information. While you might have the same general information to present to your boss or your staff or your customer, Knowing your audience will dictate exactly what pieces of information are important and how you will want to share them. Once you know your audience, you'll be able to decide which area or areas to focus on in order to address what, it, what that audience cares about. Consider collecting data in advance through interviews or an assessment of their needs. In one-to-one presentations, don't make the common mistake of just throwing all of your information at someone and hoping that some of it will stick let the person know that you understand their time is valuable so before you begin you'd like to ask them some questions to focus your presentation most people appreciate it when you ask what would you like most to get out of this interaction or this presentation what's important to you if you are presenting to a larger group ask them quantitative questions about their overall knowledge level for example how many people feel that they are better then a 7 on a scale 1 to 10 in knowledge of this subject? Or, how many of you think this product or service could help you immediately? And then, of course, follow up with how and why when several hands raise to get even more in-depth, qualitative response or information. At the very least, you'll get a sense of your audience and what they might be expecting. If it's a board presentation, let's say, or any situation in which there are multiple decision-makers... Ask to speak to some of the key people before the meeting. What do they hope to gain? What would make it time well spent in their eyes? Then, before you even begin to present, reestablish what you learned. These are the key things I've been asked to focus on in this presentation. Has anything changed? Should I add anything else? And remember, it's all about me for most of us. So if you can supply a value to your audience, you will gain listeners and probably followers too. Number three, create a thoughtful, logical flow. Your subject may be a complicated one for those outside your industry or field of expertise. There may be a great deal of jargon, lots of confusing ideas, new products, and new ideas cropping up all the time in the industry and and maybe in your talk. Many presenters try to pack a lot of information and data into one continuous stream. The result is that the listener isn't exactly sure what fits where and how to assimilate the information. Before you present, review all of the information you hope to present and then chunk it down into manageable pieces. As you look at all of your material, what logical segments emerge? Organize the info in categories of related ideas. It's best to keep within the bounds of seven sections or less of information if possible. So if you can break it into something like three subject areas, or four key takeaways. Your audience will focus on listening for these specific points. As you organize your presentation, answer the following questions. One, what's your overall topic or subject? What are you hoping to accomplish and convey? Two, what are the groupings of information you can make? And three, what specific points do you want to make about or around this information? Create an introduction, whether your presentation is to one person or a large group, and use it to outline what you're going to tell them. List the areas you'll cover and refer back to that list each time. For example, in this first area of the four key points, I'll talk about, etc. Open and close each section with clarity. In the second topic area, I'll discuss. Once you've finished the information for the second topic area, wrap it up. The two key points from this section that are especially important for you to know are A and B. Now let's move on to topic area number three. This way the listener knows what information they are being asked to pay attention to in each segment and it doesn't all roll together as an endless stream of information. Number four, provide context. Too many presenters assume that if they are delivering information and the topic is known in the title, for instance, that the audience should automatically know what's important. In real life, however, with the information overload most of us live with every day, most of us can't possibly wade through everything in the presentation and emerge with a clear idea of why it matters and what we need to do about it and what specifically was important in that talk. So as an extension of the segmenting or chunking process, don't assume that the listener will understand why this info should matter to them. The audience may be thinking, so what? that Widget A has more teeth on the flywheel than Widget B. What does that matter to me? Remember how important it was to know who you're talking to? Well, it's just as important to help your who know why they should care about this info. Keep asking yourself the why question. Why does this concern your audience? Why does it help them? Why do they need to know it? Adult learning principles teach us that adults need to be able to relate information and new material to something they already know. Show them clearly how this information relates to them, how it connects, why it's useful, and what they can do with it. To be most effective in presenting, you must make the linkage. This is important because X. Give your audience the chance to get an, aha, I get it, moment. If you can't clarify the meaning of what you're presenting, consider whether you need the information there in the first place. Number five, match behavioral style. And we've talked about this on several podcasts prior to this one. I certainly recommend you go back to some of those past podcasts on behavior style and motivators to understand point number five here in much more detail. But most presenters, whether one-to-one or on a stage, are so focused on how do I look and sound that they lose the focus on the listener. Particularly in one-to-one meetings, but also in small groups, a presenter needs to listen and watch for the other person's preferred style. What's behavioral style? It's our tone of voice, our pace, the words we use, and our body language. So if I, for instance, by nature, am a slow-talking and thoughtful person, but I'm dealing with someone who's fast-talking and quick to learn, she will tend to get aggravated by my style. If I'm a results-oriented person working with someone who needs time to think, time to process, and time to consider what I've said, that person may be turned off by what feels to them like a brusque approach. Research on this topic shows that when we don't adapt our style of communication to our audience, we lose effectiveness because the listeners simply can't hear us as well. They're too focused on the differences in communication style. In order to communicate with impact and be heard the way we want to be heard, stay aware of your own style and watch that of others. Excellent presenters will naturally and unconsciously modify their approach and reaction to their audience. But unfortunately, most of the rest of us have to work at it. Watching someone else's style and then modifying your communication approach is a great way to connect with them. So how do you do this with a group? Well, it's certainly not easy with a large group but with a smaller group, let's say five to eight people, eight to 10 people that you may be pitching to or doing some kind of presentation, do what I suggested in point number two, know your audience, interview them up front, understand what their styles are, and be sure that you are speaking to those styles as you look them in the eye for up to 10 to 20 seconds as you go around the room and communicate them in, in an adapted style. And here's another tip for meetings like that. You can note who the power people in the room are by looking at where they sit. The power people in a group, number one, sit at the ends of a table. So if it's a oblong table, if it's or an oval table rather, or a square, they're going to sit at the ends. Well, and the second, biggest power position at a table is directly in the middle so look for those people at the ends of the table in the middle and hopefully you again you know your audience you've talked to them and you know their style speak to them during that presentation another tip practice the mapping or mirroring approach in this approach i watch the prospect and if they lean forward i lean forward if they look up when they are thinking i look up when i'm thinking of course if this looks too obvious it becomes annoying but people who practice and get good at it do it very subtly. They may choose different words, change their tone or change their pace based upon what they see their listener doing. Mapping is a practice skill because it requires you to truly focus on the other person and pay attention to what they do. Watch carefully what's happening with the person or people across from you. In a large group, if you see a lot of fidgeting and people looking around the room, call time for a break or ask people to put their hands up for a question. Let your audience guide you and put the focus on what your listeners doing rather than what you are doing. And finally, number six, bring closure. This last key actually brings us right back to where we started. Once you get to the end, go back to the beginning. Restate what you started with and confirm with your audience what will happen next. Why did you have this exchange or make this presentation? What were you hoping your listener or audience would do as a result of the material you delivered. Point number six asks you to both recap what you've told the audience. I started out by saying we'd review four segments of information. Let's review the four segments and remind them of any specific data they need to have as a result of what you've discussed. Or if you wanted something from the person, such as a decision, I started out by saying I would show you why I'm ready to move to the next position in our company. What other information do you need from me to make this decision? The closure can range from simply a nice round of applause, if you're a motivational speaker, to having someone show you his or her ability to adeptly execute a new process, if you are a trainer. This is where you should recap next steps for which commitment is needed or takeaways you want the audience to remember. If you need something from the audience, be clear what it is you need, when you need it, and how you want it delivered. Another example could be as specific as, please send an email to this address by July 28 with your three requests for the training in August. If you're doing the presentation with a sales objective, and depending on where you are in the process, it may be appropriate to go for the close or just to close them on a next step in the sales process. Don't leave uncertainty. Confirm. When we started the process, we talked about and agreed upon the five key steps you needed to make a decision. We've just finished the third step, and I will send you further information. Are we still on target for the next two steps? Is the process going as you expected? What else do you need from me? You always want to be closing on what happens next so there are no surprises. Don't make the mistake that many presenters make where you wrap up a great presentation and then walk away wondering, uh, what's next? If you need a decision from your listener, ask them when they feel they can make a decision and what else they need from you in order to make it. Be clear at the outset what you are doing with the presentation. I will need you to decide between two ideas, or I will be presenting a lot of information and you will need to take what matters to you and discard the rest, or I need a confirmed date once we finish for when we can roll this out to the larger group. So let's bring this to a close by summarizing again the six keys to confident presenting. Know why. Know who. Create a logical flow provide context, match style, and bring closure. These six keys can be modified to meet your specific presenting needs and be applied to many different situations. Keep these six keys in mind for your next presentation of any type and you'll have a foundation for confidence and success. So we'd love again to hear your feedback or suggestions for upcoming shows. Please email us your feedback at podcast at the hyphen dot com. That's the T H E dash sign collaborative dot com. Or certainly call us. Call me, Mike Schlemmer or Bev Flaxington at 888 580 9473 We would love to hear from you any kind of feedback about this podcast and things you'd like to hear in the fe- hear about the future. And so until next time. Thanks again for listening and keep on collaborating.